Huh, now where is my pink shirt? That one with the pineapple pattern? I'm looking, I'm looking, I, I can't find it. I should just start recording for this week's show. Huh, that's weird. I don't remember there being a little door right here. Where does this go? Whoa! Ouch! Where am I? Uh, I'm Max, and from Pineapple Street Studios, I think this is the kids are all home. But I'm not home right now. I mean, I was recording a second ago, but now it looks like I'm in some sort of forest? I don't know, maybe your podcasts have been so powerful that they transported me here? Well, I guess I better take a look around. Hey, do do you guys hear that? It sounds like someone's singing. What are you humming? Uh, That's that song by Cake. Oh, I know these guys. It's Billy and Sleeta. Sleeta is Billy's imaginary friend who's half sloth and half cheetah. Let's stay a safe six feet away from them and hear what they're up to. In the mid-1990s, there was a song by a band called Cake. A song called The Distance. Cake? Yep, that was the name of the band. It was an okay song, but uh, I wasn't really into them. I'm confused. I'm only eight and a half years old. What's your point? I was born in 2011. Didn't I create you? Whoa, 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 whoa. I never said that. I've always existed. Then who imagined you? I think you did. But your imagination lives longer than you do. Everyone's does. Eons before you're born and eons after you disappear from the earth. I didn't know that. Toledo, are you mad at me? Why would I be mad at you? Because I imagined you in the way that I did. Half sloth and half cheetah. Is it awkward for you? No, it's fine. I'm not particularly fast and I'm not particularly slow. I'm kind of just regular. Just lumbering along. That's what I'm doing and that's what I have been doing. Great, because we're in no rush. No rush at all. There they go. Wow, I'm really going to miss Billy and Sleeta. Maybe I should imagine my own animal to join me. What about a pandaluga? That would be a beluga crossed with a panda. Or maybe a zebrion. That's a zebra lion. You know what? I don't think anything can beat a Sleeta. Huh, I wonder what else I'm going to find in this forest. Usually when I go on hikes, I like to look for rocks. I've got a pretty sweet collection at home. Oh, wait. Those are some cool rocks. I've never seen any like this before. Maybe I could take some back with me and make jewelry or something. But they're all kind of rough and dull. I wonder if there's a way to spiff them up before I use them. Wait, hey, my friend Killian's over there. Killian knows all about rocks. He'll know what to do. Hey, Killian, I need your help. Please tell me you know how to polish these rocks. How rocks are polished is in a machine called a rock tumbler and the process is called rock tumbling. A rock tumbler is used by putting grit, water, and rocks in. If you do it correctly, there's gonna be smooth, rounded rocks, shiny, not really any points, 
they're not all gonna look the same, not gonna have the same shape. I mean, they're gonna be rounded, but they're not all gonna have exactly the same shape. Whoa, that is really cool. What kind of rocks are best for tumbling? The kinds of rocks that you should usually use are quartz, tiger's eye, um, amethyst, jade, some other rocks. Wow, okay, and so once I get home and tumble these rocks, I'll be able to make jewelry? Sometimes if you get a kit, you might get things for jewelry, like a keychain or ring or like a hair clip, but real jewelry, it's like put inside of the ring or necklace or whatever it kind of jewelry it's gonna be. Nice. I hope you did learn a few things about rocks and jewelry. You know what? I did. Thanks, Killian. I'm definitely gonna make some jewelry once I get back home. Or if I get home. First I need to find a way out of this forest. This place sounds nothing like the city. I'm hearing all these different sounds. I can hear trees blowing in the wind and some water running through a creek. I hear... Wait, what's that noise? That doesn't sound like nature. Is that a... No, no, it can't be. Is it? Is that a singing fairy? Hello! It's me, Serafina! Hi, Serafina. I'm Max. You're a pretty good singer. I like to sing, and there's so many things I can do with it. I can express my feelings with it, and I can uh, cheer up other people with it. I can lose my voice from it. So many things you could do with your singing. Like, anything, seriously. Anything. You can pretty much make up your own melody, and then you can just find random words and smoosh them into that melody. And there you go. You have a random song. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I'm not that good of a singer. At least not as good as you. I can never find the right melody. Anything can be a melody. Anything? Are you sure? You know how you jump into a pool, kind of go splash, and then start swimming? You're like, It's like nature making its song. And you could just kind of go like splash. 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 And you could pretty much do anything, really. I think you're right. If I listen really closely, it sounds like nature has its own melodies and is sort of singing its own songs. Even the birds are singing. Hey, Serafina, don't they sound great? Uh, Serafina? Where'd she go? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye, Serafina. Rock collecting, making music, chit-chatting with an imaginary friend. These are all super fun activities. But being out here in this forest makes me feel like I need to sharpen up on some survival skills. I need the maneuvers. The maneuvers will help you survive in coronavirus. This is Sakani. He's got a lot of advice, or maneuvers, for how to stay safe. Okay, so maneuver one, run. This maneuver is kind of for occasions if someone's really close to you and getting close. 
so you have to get out of there a little. Number two, stay up high. People don't really go high. They don't really go high because they're normally going on bikes and cars and going on the bike lane and the car roads. So, and that's usually down below. Number three, bring out the boosters. It's kind of the same as maneuver one, but they have to be a little faster. For example, if a runner is coming the same way as you, you need to run. But since it's a runner, they, they always go really fast. So you have to do the same thing. Just keep running, maybe go a little faster, and uh, you'll be safe. Number four, wash before you touch. You always, always need to wash your hands when you get inside, when you get outside. You have to do that before you touch anything. Number five, think before you do. So the reason you have to think before you do something is that because some people just start doing stuff. And that's not good in Corona time because if you just start doing stuff, then you might touch someone by accident or touch a surface you really shouldn't be touching. And that's why you should think, think what you're doing before you do it. All right, Sakani with the maneuvers. Maybe I'll get home faster if I bring out my boosters. Although, I should probably say, these tips might work great in a magical forest, but they're probably not the safest thing to try in your living room. See you, Sakani. See you later. <laughs> huh, I wonder what kind of bird that is. What you're hearing there is the blue jay. Oh, hey there, Jason Ward. I'm so glad you're here. Those blue jays, they almost sound like they're having a conversation like one that we would have. Is that what they're doing? So blue jays can communicate with each other in a lot of different ways. So that's probably what we're hearing here. They're super smart. Also, blue jays, just like other birds with blue in their coloration, do not produce blue pigment. What that means is they have brown feathers. And when the sunlight bounces off of their feathers, it comes back to our eyes and we see blue. So if you were to take one single blue jay feather and hold it up to the light, it would be brown. Wait, really? It is mind-blowing. I had no idea. Jason, since you know so much about birds, would you want to help me learn how to bird watch? Oh, of course. If you want to know what I love the most about bird watching, it is just the simple fact that we are taking these binoculars and we're able to observe these dinosaurs. Birds have been around for 210 million years. They're the only living dinosaurs today. I also love the fact that it's soothing and it's calming. When you're going out and you're in nature, you're away from all of the distractions and you're able to take a couple deep breaths and you're able to just listen to birds singing and watch them fly around and it's relaxing. This is relaxing, but it's also starting to get kind of dark. I'm not sure how much longer I can be out here. Wait, what was that? This is a barred owl. 
I heard it hooting, but I don't know where it is. Owls can fly silently at nighttime. How do they even do that? So I need you to participate along with me when figuring out how owls are able to do this. Now I'm gonna try my best to describe what you need to do. You need to take your fingers in your hands and put your fingers together. And these are now your wings. And let's flap our wings really close and really fast to our ears. And if you're doing it properly, you'll hear a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh sound as you flap them right next to your ears. What that sound is, is turbulence. We're creating turbulence with our wings and that creates the flapping sound that you typically hear with normal birds. Now, owls are a little different. So let's take our wings once again, but this time open your fingers up and then flap them really close to your ears. Now, if you're doing that, you're hearing less sound. That is the structure that owl's feathers are aligned in. It allows for wind to pass right through some of those feathers and it dulls the sound down and owls are able to fly completely silently and not make any noise at nighttime to sneak up on their food. Wow, you can learn so much from bird watching. I had no idea. Next time I'm in this magic forest, I'm definitely gonna bring my binoculars. But Jason, so many of us are stuck at home right now. Can you even bird watch if you're indoors? All right, so that's a great question, Max. The answer to that is yes. No matter where you are, if you're in a forest, if you're in your house, if you live in a really big city with a lot of noise, you'll be able to bird watch anywhere because birds live everywhere. They can be found on all of the seven continents, even in the ocean. So no matter where you are, you can look out your window and you can listen out your window and you can hear birds singing and see them flying by. Ah, uh, that sounds great. Thank you so much, Jason. See you next time. Bye, Max. It was a lot of fun birding with you, and I hope to see you again. All right. I've been having a pretty good time at this magic forest, I got to admit. But how am I going to find my way out of this place? Oh, wait. That... Wait a second. That sounds familiar. Maybe if I just follow the music over here and then... Wait, what, what's that? If I just take a little step right... I'm back! Whew, okay. That's more like it. Back home, in my closet, recording our show. What'd you guys think? Pretty cool forest, right? Thanks to everybody who kept me company this week. Donovan, thanks for sending your pals Billy and Sleeta. Killian and Serafina, thanks so much for your lessons on rock tumbling and singing. And big shout out to Sakani for those maneuvers. And thanks, too, to Jason, who gave us some tips on bird watching. If you want to learn more about birds, you can watch his show. It's called Birds of North America with Jason Ward on YouTube. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. And make sure to come back next week for our season finale. You don't want to miss it. Oh, there's my pink pineapple shirt. Hi, I'm Talon Ferris. You may know me from the Disney Channel's Gabby Duran and the Unsittables or recognize my voice from Disney Junior's The Rocketeer. But today, I'm talking to you as an ambassador for Room to Read. Room to Read believes that world change starts with educated children. There are over 1.5 billion students stuck at home right now with schools closed in 191 countries. Just like the kids in this week's episode, I love to read and use my imagination to make up stories. 
Room to Read is sharing hundreds of free books on their online platform called Literacy Cloud. So kids can keep the magic of reading alive no matter where they are. If you prefer to listen to books rather than read them, Room to Read is also posting celebrity video read-alouds on its YouTube channel to help bring their storybooks from around the world to life. I've recorded myself reading a story from Indonesia that I think you'll love. We want to see what you're reading while you're stuck at home. Draw a picture of yourself reading your favorite book. Then, with permission from an adult, take a picture of your drawing and post it to Instagram. Be sure to include the title of the book in your caption and tag at room to read and at pineapple.fm so we can see what you're reading and what you're drawing. To learn more about Room to Read and to make a donation, visit roomtoread.org. That's roomtoread.org. And don't forget to check out their online books at literacyclub.org. Thanks so much for listening to The Kids Are All Home. See you next time, and let's make sure that learning never stops. To learn more about what Callan Ferris is reading, find him on Instagram at the Real Callan Ferris.